Dominus Fobiscum, amigos, and welcome back to another episode of the Heavenly Toast Podcast. Thank you for joining me here again on this, the fourth Sunday of Easter. So, the fourth Sunday of Easter is typically referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. The reason for this is pretty simple. Uh, each year, the Gospel reading comes to us from the Gospel of John during part of Jesus' discourses where he speaks about being a shepherd for his people. This year, we hear the section of this where he speaks of the sheep knowing and hearing his voice, and they follow him. I probably said this before at some other point on the podcast, but I really love the image of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. It's probably one of my favorites, but the reason for that is probably a little bit atypical. I think that kind of we have this sort of precious moments inspired vision of Jesus a lot of times. And this image of the Good Shepherd is, uh, evokes uh, an image of cute little lambs being carried by a kindly Jesus. And they see the care and the gentleness of God, and they appreciate that. And that's wonderful, and that's beautiful, but it's never really been my style. When the image of the Good Shepherd comes to my mind, I've always kind of pictured a, a ruddy, dirty Jesus. Shepherding is it's a rough business, and sheep are notoriously unintelligent animals. So sometimes as a shepherd, that means chasing them down, yanking them back with the shepherd's crook, calling out to them, going to get them. Especially for Jews of Jesus' time, I mean, they were so concerned about cleanliness and ritual purity and everything like that, that shepherding was a muddy, dirty, gross task. And sometimes during the night, a watch would often need to be kept to keep predators away. And when the flock was attacked, the shepherd would need to rush in and defend them and chase off a wolf or a coyote or something. This is the image of the good shepherd that's always appealed to me. Christ coming out to me and kind of plunging into the muck, pulling me back even though I'm trying to go astray and my eyes are set on a thousand different stupid things that seem good in the moment, and cleaning me of the muck that I so foolishly choose to roll around in. That's an image that's always been an image of inspiration and of hope for me. That I know that I can be dumb and stubborn like a sheep, but it gives me the confidence that Jesus doesn't abandon me, and that he will willingly go out and bring me back. And as the Gospel passage also says, it is he himself that gives the sheep eternal life, and they will never perish. This great Love is what impels Paul and Barnabas in the first reading from the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Paul committed such persecution against the early church, and even despite all that, he quite literally hears the voice of the Good Shepherd calling him. He's knocked from his horse, he's blinded for three days, and Christ literally says to him that it is Paul who is persecuting his self. Paul, who murdered and imprisoned the sheep, is persecuting Jesus himself. And now the shepherd responds by calling Saul to become Paul, probably the greatest evangelizer in history. And by following the call of the shepherd, Paul and Barnabas are expelled from the synagogue, the center of Jewish life. They both knew and loved this so well. And eventually, they would both be martyred for the faith. They quite literally gave up everything at the call of the shepherd. Here I'm kind of reminded of Blessed John Henry Cardinal Newman, uh, the great saint of 19th century England. Uh, it's so close to me because 
so much of my coming of age in the faith and growing in maturity and kind of taking ownership of my faith happened at a Newman Center while I was in college. So Cardinal Newman was an Anglican priest that had grown to immense recognition for his gifts and his preaching and his study. He was an Anglican, but he studied, and as he continued to go further and further, particularly studying the early church fathers, he recognized that it was Catholicism that Christ had founded, that Anglicanism was a next-door neighbor to Catholicism, but that Christ had founded the Catholic Church, and that he transmitted this through the apostles all the way down to the present day. He converted to Catholicism, and this conversion sparked huge backlash, as there was a deep-seated anti-Catholic bias in England and in the United States. He lost his job, his position in the church. Many friends had completely disowned him and turned their backs on him. But he went on to study, to write, to pray, and to preach. And he became one of the great saints of the Catholic Church. Although he was martyred, he... Although he wasn't martyred, excuse me, uh, he heard the church... He heard the call of the Good Shepherd calling him from... Although he wasn't directly martyred, he heard the call of the Good Shepherd calling him to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and he gladly gave up fame, status, and friends to respond to that call. Today is also Mother's Day in the United States. Here, too, we celebrate mothers, who also gladly give up their lives in response to the shepherd's call. They shelter and nourish precious new lives in their wombs, sustain them with food, teach them, care for them, and love their children. In the sacrament of matrimony, husband and wife pledge their whole lives to one another and to God at the prompting of the shepherd, no matter our particular vocation, which just means calling, no matter our particular vocation, married, priesthood, or religious, the good shepherd calls us and asks us to follow. We trust because it is the good shepherd himself who gives us life-giving water. He gives us his body, blood, soul, and divinity, truly and substantially in the Eucharist. He offers us his self and calls us to do the same. And it is in that that we come to follow a good shepherd who loves us, protects us, and does not abandon us. No matter our vocation, we are called to spend our lives doing the same, giving ourselves away so that we might participate in this divine life as far as we're able in this life, and that we would be happy with God forever in the next, and to take as many people with us as is possible during this process. So on this Good Shepherd Sunday, it's good to reflect on the great graces that Christ gave us first, that he loves us, that he calls us to a role that is specifically chosen by him. That God hasn't sent an envelope off to us, you know, completely willy-nilly. That he's created a plan for us and that he's asked us to partake in the divine life in some particular way. That he calls out to us individually and that we are to respond to him with our whole lives. 
Until next time, stay in the state of grace, and God bless, friends.